Hey guys, it's Joe, or Joe the producer as you might know me, and I'll take some time to let you guys know about my show, The Joe Show. It's a podcast that I run with Marcus and Mason, and we talk about anything and everything except politics. You'll never know what we'll be talking about on The Joe Show. Sometimes we can get serious, and sometimes we can get goofy. But whatever we talk about, our main goal is to entertain you, the listener. So check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hit us up on social media at Facebook at The Joe Show, Reddit at The Joe Show, Instagram at The underscore Joe Show 20, or we're on TikTok now at The Joe Show 2020. Check us out. It's a great show, and I love doing it. The Joe Show. It's a podcast. women are attacked in New York City in 1995. This set off a war between the police department and the LGBTQ community. This is the controversial case of Sylvia Longo and Amanda Leach. Hey everybody, welcome to Code 187. I am Joe, your host here, joined with my co-host Sarah, and we talk about true crimes, but I never give a good explanation of that, so Sarah, tell our new listeners, if they are new listeners, what we talk about on here. Well... Hmm, we talk about everything uh, sometimes, but we are true crime. Um, We're not experts. We're just your true crime best friends. And I tell a story and Joe reacts with his big reactions. And that's about it. Yeah. Yes. And so like last time, I was very respectful. See, when we do intros and things, I'm very respectful. And then I get into my other stuff. So here we go respectfulness gone why you always keep getting stuff around that's related to me like we had somebody talk named murray we had some body who was homeschooled somebody who had uh mommy issues you know how many cases we have done with my birth year <laughs> or my birth date <laughs> i know this is my birth month but <laughs> Every time you do your intros, it's like 1995 or June something or Murray or something. And I'm just like. <laughs> so is it your birthday or your birth year or what? This is my birth year. Okay. 1995, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yep. And then we also did my birth date in one episode. I think we did one. Um, it was exactly. It was June 26th. 
1995. And I was like, what? I don't know how I end up doing it. I think that was a big year. Yeah. I think a lot happened that year. I don't know. (laughs) I grew up in the year of murder. Yeah. I'm actually researching a case right now where the girl died on my birthday. And I was like, well, not like year, but date. And I was like, oh. Isn't that crazy how, I don't know. It's just crazy when you start looking at stuff and how it just relates to you. Well, it'll just be like uh, May 26, 1995. This person did this murder. And you're like, that was a month before I was born. You know, and I better yeah. stop saying my birthday on here. People are going to look it up and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Well, are you a Gemini? They switched it up. So, like, all like, okay. my whole life, I was a Cancer. And I still consider myself a Cancer. And then they were like, I think it was like a, a couple of years ago or something, they were like, we're going to just completely take out Cancers, and then we're going to do Gemini. So the whole month of June is just Gemini. And I, I don't know... I don't know if they took out cancers, but I think they might have pushed it back. So I think like July or the late part of June, like later than the 26th. So I don't know. Well, what I will say is there's a lot of killers that are Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) And like they're supposed to be kind of like two-faced in a way, but like two personalities. And so like if you're looking at a serial killer, like the good guy and the bad guy, it makes sense that it's a Gemini. You listen to my show. You know how many characters and stuff we go into? <laughs> listen, guys. If, okay, we're going to get into the case here in a second. But there was one whole episode because I have, I have people in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they just want to come out. They don't want to hurt nobody. But they just want to come out. And so we had a whole episode of when one of those people came out and they ran the show for like the half, the first half. And it was great. I thought it was funny. But see, now I don't even want to do this show anymore because now I'm basically a serial killer. So <laughs> you guys are going to hear Yeah, me. you do have a lot of those traits. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I hope they do a documentary on me. But I hope it is, this is a guy who had all the traits but never did anything, you know? Like, jeez. Well, if you are, I'm just giving you all the material you need <laughs> to run with. So hopefully not. I'll be an accomplice. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah. Like, you know, if we don't get famous from discovering cases, we will get famous from making a serial killer. Like, oh, that's <laughs> oh, like God. a Netflix documentary. It's like the podcast <laughs> that created a serial killer. Join us in June. 26. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's this case about? <laughs> All right. Well, it's Pride Month, uh, June, and we are talking about an LGBTQ case. This one's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it was um, – I was talking to Sarah. I was like, you said females, right, earlier. And I was going to say, while we were talking about this before, it was like, I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. Because most serial killers, like guys, they were gay. You know, it was like, you read it. it got, it's gotten to a point where it's like, oh, they killed somebody. Oh, you know, with serial killing, period. Oh, they killed somebody. They had sex with them. No matter if it's male or female, it's just one of those things. And then if it's a man, of course, they do stuff to other guys. So, yeah. 
a lot of times you have like a gay older man that's a serial killer and he kills and rapes little boys yes mm-hmm. which is horrific and i just like oh but yeah that's the typical thing i think who's the gay who's the guy who had the uh the new netflix thing the clown guy from illinois gacy yes he that was him i have not watched that yet it's on my list it's literally on my netflix list and i have not watched it yet because i've heard so many about that Um, it's good um they really go there um i had known so much about it already that for me i was like tell me something new and they didn't but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's good they really show a lot in it yep um and so that was kind of people were like should they should they not show as much you're talking about serial killers i mean if you're gonna go there i mean that's like us at the beginning when we first started this whole show we said this is a, a disclaimer for all the episodes we do now from here forth so anything we say or any way we say it it's already go listen to the first episode <laughs> you know so exactly because you gotta you gotta talk about everything when you come to serial killings it even kind of blew my mind that i was listening to a serial killing podcast and they were like and this killer did some gruesome things that we will not repeat i'm like what did he do what did he do <laughs> like we i listen you okay we was listening to this one they were like the murderer got piano wire and sold off a lady's boob and i was like that's horrific i had to think about that in my brain and now what are you saying they did that can't be there's nothing more uh horrific you know come on now yeah the only time i think i edit myself is when it's kids yep Mm -hmm. um but like you watch so much stuff we're desensitized so much especially true crime listeners we hear the worst of the worst of the worst so nothing surprises me (laughs) yep i i'll hear certain things like certain stuff on the news and it's kind of like oh i don't i feel i don't why don't i feel anything you know right and it's like Mm, been listening to too many true crime serial killer stuff you know um yeah so especially when it happened with those that shooting down there in texas i was mm-hmm. like in my brain i was i felt concerned and everything but like usually here because you hear so many stories you know and it was just like well let's take a break let's take a let's take a break it's true crime serial killer and stuff like that no. Yeah, I think now that like, um, I look as the the lens through my daughter, mm-hmm. and in those situations, and I'm like, she is so innocent, mm-hmm. and just goes to school to see her friends. Really, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not learning. She's just talking. Yep. <laughs> and I think about the fact that like, I had to sit her down and actually have that conversation, mm-hmm. and I was like, how do I explain to her that like someone doesn't like her just because like mm-hmm. no reason yep. someone wants to kill you because yep. i don't know mm-hmm. and it's I, hard we didn't want to homeschool our kids we my wife and i were homeschooled we didn't want to homeschool our kids we want to put them in public school and they were like stuff like that you're just like okay i don't want to do that now i mean i thought about it too yeah, yeah it's just i don't know it's the world's crazy as we can tell uh just from one the stories we're telling and then two the stuff in the news too you know, just crazy. I'm on this thing right now. So I've surrounded myself with true crime for years and years and years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm on this thing where I'm like, sometimes I got to clock out. 
you yep. know, mm -hmm. like sometimes I got to put the headphones down. I got to like take a break. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and I was really into like, cause Netflix just keeps dropping good documentaries. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But I had to take a step back and watch something funny yep. for a while mm -hmm. because I was like, I, my brain's just numb. Yep. It, it's kind of like me with caffeine. There, I can drink a whole bunch of caffeine. I can drink Monsters and Mountain Dew and a bunch of caffeine in one day. And you know what happens at the end of the night? I fall asleep like a baby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we need to stop. You know, it's okay. Take, it's okay to take one or two weeks away from us. But make sure you come back. Okay? Right. It's okay to take a break. <laughs> right. But make sure you come back and all the other serial killer true crime podcast take a break but come back <laughs> so exactly yeah. and you can take a break from the other ones and just listen to us oh, yeah. i mean it's once a week you'll be good yeah you'll be good and we're so light-hearted you know like <laughs> you know i mean even when we are talking about serious murders uh i feel like we make jokes and btk mm -hmm. listen mm -hmm. he was murdering people we talked about that and we were laughing and making fun of him the whole time so if you like to hear light-hearted um uh, true crime this is your show and for the listeners new listeners we don't usually talk this <laughs> we don't this is such an, a long intro for us but if you want something lighthearted, go to my tiktok go to code 187 tiktok because i do a yeah. lot of jokes up on there yes i act i myself i have been slowing down on tiktoks i had like 72 notifications from people stuff that, oh. yeah people sent me new videos and stuff like that and I have been missing the true crime stuff there because I saw you posted something on Facebook and I was like, I haven't seen one of those videos in a minute. I need to just go and like binge all the videos of Code 27. So go check out that on TikTok. I poked fun at myself a little bit for how much I say, so. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, because I do do that a lot. Yeah, but don't do that because that helps me in editing. <laughs> okay. Like there's sometimes. Well, you're going to have to get used to it, listeners. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to get I mean, you know how many times I'm like in the in an episode? That's crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so many times. Okay. All right. Are you ready to get to the actual story? <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. So. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> so. Um. All right. Today we're talking about Sylvia Lungo and Amanda Leach. So they had just headed back home from a road trip on July 5th, 1995. They were out of town for 4th of July visiting Amanda's family and they got home about 1 a.m. They had bags in their little red rental car so they knew it would take a couple trips to take their luggage upstairs to their apartment. Amanda noticed two men standing around but she was like, I'm just going to keep unloading my car. Um, on the second trip, a gunman approached them from behind and forced them into their apartment. Okay. He forced Amanda to tie up Sylvia. Um, so she was smart and did it as loose as possible. Okay. Um, and then a man, the man shoved Amanda into her room and began raping her. Mm-hmm. At this point, Sylvia ran in, and the gunman shot her twice in the head. Okay. 
Then he tried to shoot Amanda, but the gun misfired, mm-hmm. and it only got her leg. Gotcha. He took all their jewelry, their valuables, and he fled in their rental car. Mm-hmm. It was later found in a tow yard from being illegally parked there. Okay. So he's unfortunately forcing himself on one girl. The other girl's like, that ain't going to happen. She runs in there, gets yep. shot, dead. Mm-hmm. The other girl comes out with just a shot into her leg. Okay. Okay, so Amanda made a call to 911 at this time. It is described as being pretty frantic. Mm-hmm. Um, as it should be. It was hard to clearly understand her, but she states that her girlfriend was shot in the head. Mm-hmm. I have not heard the 911 phone call, but it sounds like she was very, very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go back and let me tell you about Sylvia and Amanda as people. Gotcha. So, Sylvia was kind, caring, she loved animals, and always had a big, huge smile. Every picture, she was, like, so happy. Mm -hmm. Um, She came out when she was 18, and she was very proud of who she was. Her father said she was not the kind of girl who wore makeup. She was the kind of girl who got stitches. (laughs) (laughs) And this girl was like rough and tumble and yeah. Amanda, the other girl, was from a big family. She worked with kids as a social worker. She met Amanda playing softball and they began a relationship. Mm-hmm. 1996 was weird at the time in history for the LGBTQ plus community. Yep. There was still a lot of hate yep. from the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was more of a dangerous time. Yes. It was one of those, like, don't ask, don't tell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> situations. Uh, you hide it and you just do what you do and then you go out in the community kind of thing. Yep. Um, so where was I? Sorry. Um, I feel like we've gotten further on LGBTQ rights but we're still not completely equal You're right. yet. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, but in 1996, Brownstone, Brooklyn was more accepting. Okay. Uh, this was an area where a lot of lesbians moved because it felt safer and it was more liberal. Okay. It felt like a community of love and acceptance. So Sylvia and Amanda were known very well in their community. They were loved and respected as individuals and as a couple, Mm -hmm. Um, but not everywhere was like this during the 90s. Yes. It sounds, it sounds like, it sounds like, uh, like racism back in the day. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you would stay in your own community. You might've been loved in that community, but you go somewhere else. Not the same. Right. And I mean, I think it's, it's different in one way where you can as like a white woman um you could just go wherever you want presenting wise mm-hmm. like someone an individual who's black can't yeah like they're not going to be able to fake it yeah someone who is gay someone who is trans in the 90s could um you shouldn't yeah. <laughs> but you could um and so i think they felt safe being themselves and presenting how they wanted to and being who they wanted mm-hmm. in that community. And then everyone else was in theirs. Yeah. 
I guess. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of like their own little safe haven, you know. Right. They felt yeah. safe there. They had a community there. Yeah. Um, in Prospect Park, April 1994, just a few months before this couple was attacked, a lesbian woman of color was raped, and the police stated that she was faking it, mm-hmm. and it was a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman was a big ally, and she fought for women against violence, and mm-hmm. so the police said she was just doing it for that. Wait, so this is ha- this happened in the safe haven area, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, this is the safe haven area. What was the town called again? So I can stop. Brownstone, going. Brooklyn. Okay. It's an area. Okay, so you got Brownstone, Brooklyn, and this is where, like, this community is, um, it's accepted, right? So why would the police, you know, if you're a police officer, you would know about this area, you know? You would know, like, I don't want to say, I don't know, stuff like that. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't really happen in that area, you know. So why'd she be faking it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think the police um, weren't necessarily on their side or didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, I think back in the 90s, it was, we've got better things to deal with than, first of all, a person of color. Yes let alone a lesbian (laughs) in a lesbian community this is one of those old prostitute person of color kind of deals Mm, gotcha Mm -hmm. i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah (laughs) um and so they were like oh you're just trying to get attention you're just trying to get Mm -hmm. your campaign noticed yes um but the police were wrong Mm -hmm. uh they found a positive result for semen on her mm-hmm. and that's when they're like okay i guess no she weren't faking mm-hmm. it um but that was a huge event mm-hmm. uh there because this was their safe little world mm-hmm. and an outsider someone who wasn't part of their community at least they think came in and raped her mm-hmm. and so it's like oh well we're not as safe as we thought we were type yes so yeah and i got other stuff i'm gonna say but i'm gonna say it later in the show i'm gonna let you go see if anything (laughs) i gotta have my little uh should have my little pen here okay you go ahead (laughs) all right so when they began sylvia and amanda's case the police already felt tension from the community yep um, however, they made it clear that Amanda was their main suspect in the case. Okay. You said- so they think mm. that Amanda killed Sylvia. Right off the bat, just was like, Amanda did it. Why? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, they didn't understand a lesbian relationship for You're right. one. You're right. Um, and then they had, there was little things that like were weird, but it, 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 they didn't have a real reason is what I guess I'm trying to say. I don't know. I don't understand it. Like, okay, let's see. They, they were in a relationship and what do they think? It was just like a domestic fight or something, which they wouldn't know what to categorize that, you know? Oh, can you imagine being a police officer back in that day and just like. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I mean, so 
this was crazy because Amanda lost the love of her life mm-hmm. in a tragic event. Yep. Um, she was also raped. Mm-hmm. She was also shot and attacked. Immediately after, while still being on pain medication from being shot and still being in the wheelchair, Amanda was barely, very harshly interrogated by the police. Hmm. They screamed at her that she did it and she was the murderer. I don't understand. See, this is the same thing. Um, it just blows my mind that people will encounter something that's different mm-hmm. and they would automatically hate it for no particular reason besides that one difference. You know, like this, you got to think about her. She uh, was raped, she was shot, she just lost the love of her life. And now you're interrogating her. You know, like on pain meds in a wheelchair. You know, this ain't some yeah. lady who was. This isn't a lady who was just. You know, on the on the bed with a bandage on her leg. She's got one crutch. Just like I gotta go find the murderer, kind of a deal. It was just like, I mean, she was she was hurting, and here you are sitting there. What were you doing? This and this and this and that. I don't know. It's just. Ah. They didn't, the cops didn't understand a lot at this Mm -hmm. time, I'm sure. Um, They probably thought that this was a domestic thing. They probably thought that it was another woman that was like in this triangle. Mm -hmm. They they probably thought a lot of things. Well, I would think. All of which were wrong. (laughs) I would think that if you're in the community, you should know a little bit, you know. You should. Yeah. I mean, especially, didn't they still do, like, cops in neighborhoods in the 90s or something where they would walk the neighborhood and people would know the neighborhood? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that was a thing, but, or how, when when that stopped. But still, as a police officer in this city, if this is an area in your city, you should know about it. You should know what goes on there. You should try to understand how that community works, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, do you want to take a break since Zoom is hollering at us? Yeah, I was getting, <laughs> I was getting ready to say that. I was just like, maybe we should push it. But last yeah. time we, every every time we push it, it's always like, hey guys, we are going to. Yeah, so it goes like. Yeah, that. and I got mad opinions about this, and if I start, I won't stop. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna be right back after this ad here so stay right there we'll be back with code 187 hi my name is marcus and i am the host of comic corner along with my co-host mason we bring the kingdom of geekdom to life or to darkness Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. back i'm sorry for the long intro man i was over here messing with audio and stuff and was like ah yeah i gotta hit this button here so yes all right we're back 
with more of this specific case. You ready, Sarah? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Your screen is frozen right now. I don't know what's My up with screen it. is? Yes. I don't know what's up with it. Someone's grace. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Let me just uh, get out of that. All right. Just go with it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so we were... <laughs> We were talking about um, uh, what we were talking about. Oh, Amanda and Sylvia. Yes. Um, and during the break, I was like thinking about all of this, okay. you know. And I don't talk about like my personal life very much on my YouTube channel or here. Okay. But this case does bring up a lot of things, okay. I think, because I have been with a woman. And... I was thinking like how I would handle it. And me now, like <laughs> I sit here and I talk a lot of stuff and I'm like, I'd be mad and I'd be doing this. I probably wouldn't. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have had to, in my mind, prepare how men prepare for the worst happening with mm -hmm. men. Yep. So prepare if I'm out with a woman and they say something or do something mm -hmm. or, and that might be my true crime brain a little too, Yep. but it's scary. And yep. so putting myself in Sylvia and Amanda's shoes, I mean, the nineties were worse. Yes, it was. And on top of that, now they're having to go against up against the police, which they're not going to win. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I was just sitting here getting mad, like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also see it from a true crime perspective too. Yes. Um, because I thought about the scene and you have a dead woman, mm -hmm. and a woman who has a shot in the leg. Yep. If you take out everything, We've seen instances where someone does fake an injury. And I'm like, would I feel the same if this was a man and a woman? Mm -hmm. And that put me in check. Like, oh, I don't know if I would. Yes. I mean, because the way my brain works is I would have instantly saw it as like an act of self-defense. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, um, okay, you know, this lady was attacking her and she, the person who's dead shot at her, missed, and then this lady killed her. You know, that's what I would have thought. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Because if I, if I said on here and I was like, okay, if this was a man and a woman mm -hmm. and this man had a shot in the leg and then his girlfriend was shot in the head. Yep. Would I suspect him? Probably, because oh, yeah. the husband always did it, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so that put me in check a little bit, because uh, to me, what tips it off is the rape. Because you're looking at two females in a relationship, there would not be male semen. Yep, that's what... So, so right away, you're like, okay, something happened here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the police even went that far. 
I don't even think they cared to go that far. Yes. I mean, as a policeman, as far as I would have gone is I would have thought, oh, okay, these two ladies were in a relationship. This lady here was maybe cheating and was caught. And then uh, the girl who's passed what's her name? The girl passed away. Got shot in the head. Sylvia. Sylvia. Sylvia was trying to beat Amanda or something like that. And then Amanda shot her or the first guy shot her. You know, that's what I would have thought of, you know. But <clears throat> you get you know these two are in a couple. You know these two are a couple. You know they're semen. You know there's something else going on. Why do you think that's the only reason I would think that Amanda would kill Sylvia? That's the only way. Um, so I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they would try to pin it pin it on her. Why would they try to find the guy? Ask him some questions. You know. Um, it's also worth saying saying that Sylvia was white, Amanda was black. So this is also an interracial relationship. <laughs> Sarah, you just can't be leaving stuff out like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't even think about it when I was first saying this. <laughs> you can't leave stuff out of that. It all makes sense now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they took the black girl in, like, you know, which is another race thing. Yep. Ah, you, not only is she black, but now she's lesbian. Of course they took her in. Come on now. Yeah. And this was the 90s, too, so... Uh, this was like in Brooklyn or something in the New New York area, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a little more urban. So I was thinking it might have been like in a little country area or something. You know? New York was there. Those cops were back in oh, <laughs> back in the day. New oh. York cops were pretty rough. Yeah, I, I saw gangster movies back in the day. Goodfellas. I don't know if that was right. in New York, but yeah, you know when I think of gangsters, <laughs> I think of Chicago, New York, you know, and cops, you know breaking legs for the gangster and mobs and stuff like that. And, I mean, in the 90s, you know, what, I look through time and I think, you know, like the 70s, you know, for black people, that was like, mm, you know, things were kind of getting better. And then the 80s, you know, it was kind of like, okay, it's good. And then by the time you got to the 90s, you were like, okay, things are going pretty good, you know. But there was still a lot of bad stuff going on, and, you know. Now she's now this lady now Amanda is she's two she's two minorities oh listen one that's fine but two now oh my gosh mm. yeah I should have mentioned that earlier but I just wasn't even thinking about it <laughs> okay so let's I guess get back to the story and I'll stop ranting um, okay. and getting mad but okay. um, <laughs> so after the murder the police just kind of stopped for a little bit mm-hmm. I think they realized they were in a weird position yes because the community was over here and they were over here and Uh they didn't want riots yep um so sylvia's family was mad that they didn't arrest amanda right away yes they believed the, the cops and what the newspapers were saying and so they were mad because they're like all right get on this Mm -hmm. arrest amanda if you think it's Amanda, you probably have proof. Go ahead and arrest her. Mm-hmm. The Gay and a Lesbian Alliance stood with Amanda and was mad that the police weren't doing anything to find the person who actually did this. Yes. So you have a lot of different people on a lot of different sides. Yes. 
And it's just like, uh, it's just like, um, it's like multiple murder cases we've talked about here on this show, where there have been multiple murderers, and what did the cops do? They sat down. Anybody who was a suspect, they sat them down and tried to figure it out. So why is this case any different? You know, they should find. They found male semen. They should find the male it goes to, and get him in there for questioning and things like that. Right. So the problem with this case was there was plainly a lack of evidence. Yep. Uh, there was no good fingerprints in the car that was left. No DNA really left. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda's rape kit came back inconclusive. Okay. And the bullet hole in her leg, the cops were like, that's self-inflicted. Witnesses also heard only women's voices that night and no men. The autopsy report conflicted that Amanda's account of the crime. She said Sylvia stood up after the first shot, but the medical examiner said that was physically impossible. Mm-hmm. But who knows with trauma, I mean, yeah. <laughs> details get fuzzy. Yeah. I mean, plus, you know, she could have had a little bit of a adrenaline boost, you know. You never know. Yeah. The cops firmly believed it was Amanda and maybe an accomplice. Okay. So now they're adding someone else in. Oh, they believed that they were just out to kill Sylvia, and that's it. There was no other motive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda stood to her facts and said she was innocent. She maintained that it was a short, light-skinned Hispanic man, mm-hmm. neatly trimmed beard, and a baseball hat. A composite sketch was made, but... They didn't do much with it. Yeah. Where does a crime of passion fall? Like, I don't know. With the, I don't know. Is that would that even be a thing in this particular case? Like, if you think that Amanda did do it. Like, if like I don't think she did do it, but I'm just looking at it as from the police officer's side of it. Like, if they were mm-hmm. to convict her. Could they not do... Because don't you get like a lesser charge if it's like a crime of passion or something like that? I don't think you get a lesser charge. Um, but they could use that as motive. Gotcha. And right here, they really don't have any really good motive with this. I mean, the only thing... I think they might be trying to put that other person in to say either... Okay, it was a man. There was semen, so he was hired, or he was working with, or something to that gotcha. extent. Because there was semen, it just came back inclusive, like who it belonged to. Gotcha. So maybe this is this guy's first attempt, like you know, with a crime or something. Mm-hmm. At this point, newspapers and rumors were just flying. Mm-hmm. A writer by the name of Brad Hamilton, who you could already tell by my tone of voice, I am pretty mad at. Um, He wrote for the Daily Bulletin. He started releasing articles that were extremely homophobic and false. Mm -hmm. The names of his articles included, these are very offensive names. I'm just saying this because these are facts. I don't like these words. Okay. here I go. Um, one of them was Dyke Killer on the Loose. 
And the other was Clitty Clitty Bang Bang. <laughs> Which horrible. But catchy. I'm glad you're laughing because I didn't want to laugh first. Um, listen. Very bad. Very, very bad. But you gotta admit that's kind of a clever clever name right there. So yeah. Uh, moving on. He was <laughs> writing articles and flyers and just distributing them around town. In this article, he wrote very untrue and slanderous things. He said that the couple had been cheating on each other, that Amanda was violent and even hit Sylvia at one time. These things were never proven to be true. He also printed that the police believed uh, that Amanda was the killer and staged the scene, which he had no right to do because it wasn't true. Um, I tried to find this man. I was I was just gonna I was gonna release where he worked. <laughs> I was gonna release if he had some kids. <laughs> I was about to destroy <laughs> poor Brad Hamilton. <laughs> he was gonna go down in flames, but I could not find this man. Because they probably got, he's probably in one of those, what is it, the undercover things? Where they, <laughs> in witness protection Yes, program. he's in a witness protection program right now because of everything he said. It's like, okay, some of these people back in the day, like Kevin Hart said some homophobic stuff back in the early 2000s. They came back mm-hmm. and haunted him. Do Kevin Hart couldn't do what, the Oscars or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what they would do with, what's his name, something Hamilton? Brad Hamilton. You know what they would do to Brad if they went back and found those articles? Like, that'd be the next, that'd be the first crucifixion since Jesus. I tried. I was, I was up late at night, a couple of nights, because I was, I was heated. But <laughs> he knows I'm out there. He, he's, it's, it's crazy how reporters and police, um, can come up with stories like that like i think this happened i think this happened and how we as people we just kind of just we eat it up you know and it's like nobody ever asked the question what proof do you have you know so this guy was able to just go out here and say all these things about these ladies and nobody thought twice about it yeah i mean and say the words he did and no one was like okay you at least can't say those words oh well i mean i'll let you know i think up to like 2006 those words were very okay to say like <laughs> um just some of the comedy i listened to <laughs> like i've listened to some things like uh one of the comics said the f word not like fuck it's the other one for homosexuals yeah. and i was like <laughs> i can't say that word no more like, you know, you'll listen to, like, Eddie Murphy or somebody back in the 80s. you like, it was it was a different time. But, like, nowadays it's like, so, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I was listening to a song the other day, and that F word came up, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago, and I was like, you can't say that. No, I remember there was, I remember being a kid, and people used to say that word, and it was nothing. And then, like. I don't know where, like around 2006 or, you know, they say 2006 is like the year 
So anything that happened in the early 2000s, it's, it was automatically happened in 2006, you know. Like, so I'm just going to keep saying that. Around 2006, I think that's when it changed, where you just couldn't say it. We just shift to being politically correct. I don't know, though. Um, I, don't, I, I just think even, like, cursing, has cursing ever really been on newspapers? And then I, I also, I mean, I can't say slander has it because I'm sure that they have printed the N-word. Oh Back yeah! Oh yeah! There was a there's a um, what is there? There is a movie book. I've got a big old thick movie book, and it has um, every movie made from like 1924 to 1992, and some of the older movies it has the N word in there because it's describing <laughs> the characters or something in it, and I'm just like. And I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird had that, and you know. Yes. And uh, I think, I mean, I was even going to say, would you, I know we're getting off on the case, but we're still talking about, you know, slander and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. what about in films or, or literature, you know, is it okay to say now? Because one of my favorite directors, Quentin Tarantino, and one of my favorite actors, Leonardo DiCaprio and Django, they were saying that word like, they grew up in the 50s, you know? Right, and like, that is such a good piece of, like, artwork. That yeah. movie is so good. It's so underrated. Yes, <laughs> and it's like, people are just like, uh, just like, they shouldn't have said that word so many times. I'm like, but... Is it, That's what they were saying yeah, in that time, it though. It was a period piece, you know? So it's like, when, when is it? Like, if you're doing a period piece like that, is it okay? And how many times can you get away with it? Because I heard it was like in the hundreds they said that in Django. I might have to go it's a back. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio is probably like, I got to practice this because I'm not allowed to say it. Now I have to practice. He's like, Quentin, Quentin, come here, man. They ain't going to they ain't gonna, you know, they ain't going to kill me for this, you know? Like, because everybody was just letting it go. And Quentin Tarantino and some of his movies, Pulp Fiction, he said it. They were saying it in Reservoir Dogs. Just any Quentin Tarantino movie, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. He At least some of them, they're going to drop the N-word at least one time. Um, they even dropped the F-word. Not fuck. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, though, that it makes you hate the character. Yes. Um, and it makes you understand, like, saying it a hundred times, that was nothing compared to what they were saying it. Mm-hmm. And the feeling behind it and the discrimination behind it like Mm -hmm. i think it's needed to set the story so we're going so i wouldn't want to say it as an actor though no (laughs) i wouldn't want to either so what we're saying like in art if it has like a certain time period or something and you really want your audience to feel something based off of that time period it might be okay you might get a pass you know i mean still i mean Django, it faced a bunch of you know, people came after it, you know, but it's still a good movie. People love it to this day. But when you're using, I guess if you're using these words, um, like uh, Brad Hamilton was, to tear down people, to uh, distort the image of a person, that's not a good thing, you know, because that's never a good thing to tear somebody down, you know. Uh, man. This had just such a hate behind it yes Mm -hmm. um so yeah i 
I wish I could find Mr. Brad Hamilton. This it's like, gonna be my life's work. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're like, you found him. You found his burial, <laughs> like his right. tomb, and you just poured whiskey bottles and stuff and light it on fire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the LGBT community was mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were stating the obvious that Amanda had not been charged with anything. Yep. There was no evidence against her. They organized this huge protest on July 27th, where more than 500 people um, protested and called for Amanda's release. Mm -hmm. In March 1996, eight months after Sylvia was killed, Gabriella Kearns was approached by a man who demanded her car. Uh She put up a fight and he shot her in the head. Gabriella miraculously survived this shooting. Still, cops reassured the public that these cases were not connected. They kept saying that Amanda was the only suspect in this case. After officers arrested 19-year-old Alex Villanueva for Gabriella's shooting, Mm -hmm. they realized he looked identical to Amanda's composite sketch. That included a pencil, mustache, and a cap. Mm -hmm. Alex was a drifter roaming the streets of New York. He told the cops he felt untouchable. I bet, being a drifter. But still, it's still not going to change the way you look. I mean, even Captain America and all them in the Avengers still put sunglasses on and a... (laughs) And a ball cap <laughs> to disguise themselves. I mean, I don't know. See, this is, we always talk about this on the show. Serial killers do dumb stuff. Or murderers do dumb stuff. And this is one of the things he did. He did not change his appearance in here. But I'm glad he got caught. Yeah. You notice we always say that? It's like, this was dumb. He shouldn't have done it this way. He should have actually did it this way. But I'm glad he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> He admitted to killing Sylvia and described how he shot her after she burst into the room when he was raping Amanda. He said he stole the car and weeks later parked it near his probation officer's office. Ballistics evidence showed that the gun used to shoot Kearns, which was Gabriella, Mm -hmm. matched the one used to kill Sylvia and the wounded Amanda. Amanda identified Alex in the lineup as the man who killed her girlfriend and shot her. Just over a year after Sylvia's murder, Alex was charged with attempted murder, murder, and rape. Alex was also (laughs) unexpectedly confessed, oh, he also unexpectedly confessed, to a May 1995 execution-style murder of Michael Terrell. Mm-hmm. The murder that happened only two months before Sil- Sylvia and Amanda were attacked. Before Alex's trial began in May 19, I wrote 77, but I know that one's wrong. It must have <laughs> been 97. <laughs> he pleaded guilty to second degree murder of Sylvia Lungo, Michael Terrell, and attempted murder of Gabrielle Kearns and the rape of Amanda Leach. He was sentenced to 50 years to life in prison. As of now, he could have completed about 27 years. Mm -hmm. 
he could be up for parole in 2045 if he is still alive. He was 19, so that would put him 70 or so in 2045. Listen, now, <laughs> now, every year of my life, I have to sit here and almost think about this guy. I'm just like, dang, you know, well, how many years he got? <laughs> What did he say? Like, um, what was it? Uh, oh, how many years did he get? Yeah, how many years did he get? 50. So 50. Like, so when I'm 50, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> dang, Alex had a chance to get out if he ain't dead. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure he'll be dead. <laughs> Let's hope. I'm sure. Let's hope. I, I hope so. I you know what? I'm going to be following this case for the rest of my life. <laughs> I feel like being an evil person ages you. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but you see evil people and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gross. I mean, look like, at witches. Look at Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby has aged 80 years since he was charged. <laughs> <laughs> that man is knocking on death's door. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> like, he was like, he was like super healthy and then he just turned Yeah, he was like... playing racquetball one minute and then... Uh, He's, yeah. He's going blind now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Evil uh, people, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Ah, so, see, each and every president of the United States, you know, they're like, <clears throat> it's, right. one, it's one of those things where, listen, I don't care what side you're on because I don't like either or. So I'm just like, each and every president in the United States, it's like, if you watch them, they're just so young, and most of them are young. And let's take Barack Obama. Barack Obama, <laughs> he was so young and useful. He's like, I'm going to change America. And then <laughs> next thing you know is he gets out of his presidency. He's like, you know, I can't wait to get up out of here, man. I need to go spend time with my family. Gray hair, wrinkles, and everything. I'm like, what happened to Barack in eight years? <laughs> right. Like, it's stressful. Yeah. Stressful. I mean, it's crazy. He's been the most dramatic, like, because, you know, black don't crack, but it cracked for him in the past eight years. So, you uh, know, you're sitting there saying this and uh, our current president <laughs> is already getting up there. I love him. Love the man, but he's, uh, he might just die before this ends. I think it's so funny. Okay, we're not talking about politics. But, okay, we just still talk about evil guys. But I think it's funny that we have people on that side of the spectrum. They're talking about their president. And it's like, it makes me laugh so much because they realize, like, he's an old, old bastard. And he's president, which and he's evil. So now it's just aging him really quickly, you know. All bad guy. You know what? Now I'm going to start looking at certain things. I'm going to start watching TVs and things. Or, you know, just movies and things and, like, that's why the girl from like um um uh what's it um Rapunzel or whatever the Disney movie that's why she was getting old the witch or whatever that's why she had to had to touch the hair and say okay whatever there you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay well this has been an episode but yeah, it uh, has. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about just about everything um bounce on everywhere <laughs> right well. I that is all. Do you have anything left to say about this case? No, I I do. Um, we as people 
need to be better um, just for people. I mean, we need to, just because somebody's different, whether they're gay, straight, trans, um, black, white, no matter what they are, we need to, to see them as people, especially people in law enforcement. You know, we need to um, just look at the facts and treat them just like everybody else because this case could have been, I think this case could have been wrapped up pretty quickly if they weren't so, if they weren't, what, bigots, you know, um, oh. against this particular group. You know, I think it's like us with, it's like us when we do these cases. We don't look and see if the, we don't care if the murderer is black, we don't care if they're white, we don't care if they're a man, we don't care if they're a woman, we don't care if they're an old person or a young person. All we see is a murderer. And that's how the police need to figure out. We try to figure out the true crime cases out here, no matter what. That's what we got to do. I hope all that made sense because I felt like I was just rambling for a little bit. But No, I mean, it's so true. And like that's why I try to start these episodes where you're in the crime scene. Mm-hmm. You know nothing about these people before. You don't know their childhood. You don't know anything about the victims. You see the crime scene. Yes. And you see the evidence first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you work backwards because their life, certain things have effect, you know. Mm-hmm. So they have a risky lifestyle, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. This was a hate crime, yes. you know. Their background did, it did come into play. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I think we need to do better and be better mm-hmm. about just everything. Yes. Um, and these victims were just as important as any other. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yep. It's sad that just because you are, you know, prostitute, black, a woman, that you are, you know, you're looked at as different. You know, police will say, oh, we're not going to worry about this case because they fit this stereotype or they fit this category. You know, it's not, it's just frustrating when you hear cases where they, they could have wrapped it up really quickly, but because they kept slowing down because they didn't feel comfortable with the lifestyle or this person, you know, so. What I feel really bad about is Gabriella's attack didn't even have to happen mm-hmm. if they did their job. Yep. If they would have came down and found Alex mm-hmm. before, he would have never attacked Gabriella. Yep. And that happens a lot is we need to stop being prejudiced in a yep. case because you're you're saving lives when you put someone away yep mm-hmm. and i don't think most people most police officers don't even do that and then i mean even then you start to we talked about this on my show one time just you've got that um unsolicited bias you know where you look at somebody and you automatically think something so this is a whole big thing you know what say we should do a whole thing about just race and you know we really should i'll write an episode about how prejudice and about how things like that affect true crime because that's what we do yes and i I think it's super important because we as people need to understand that and maybe some police officers will listen to it and they're just like these guys got it right we need to (laughs) listen to them and then next thing you know we're doing seminars it's like when you're in the field, <laughs> just because this person has a certain color or a certain gender or they believe something different than you, 
you still have to treat them the same, you know. And then we that did a lot like Barack in the way you did here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you got to do the, um, you know, we'll be sitting there just for like, um, and I'm, oh, Barack, but he does the little big words, you know, no matter how instrictable <laughs> or problematic this might be, we are Americans and we need to come together because we are one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That was a good Barack impression. Thank you. Thank you. That's the first time I've ever used sound effects on here. That's awesome. Well, I, I listen to a lot of comedians. Okay, guys, listen. Sarah and I, we're going to talk after this because we have a lot to talk about. We've only got about five minutes on here. So, Sarah, before we get out of here, tell them where they can find us. Uh, we're code 187. I will put the socials below. Um, and, yeah, come come talk to us about this case. I have a lot of opinions. I know you do too. So let's chat. And uh, that was the controversial and sad death of Sylvia Lungo. Yes, guys. And also to listen, if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, there was a lot of big reactions for me. I don't know with on my side of the video, Sarah has just have a stone face this whole time. So I don't know. Like, I'm over here just being all flamboyant, and then Sarah's got a stone face. Just from my video, Sarah, I don't know how it looks on your side. But, uh, yeah, you can come see me do my Brock, old, um, my Brock impressions and things if you go to the YouTube and stuff like that. So go check us out on the YouTube. We need some love over there. And then you YouTubers, go check out Spotify because we need some love over there. So we just need this big old melting pot. So... As of right now, and I'm gonna make that a clip of you doing that impression. <laughs> <laughs> so find that on there as well. <laughs> We're doing TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I would love Barack Obama to be sitting there and like, who was this? Who was this? Guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all yes. right. All right, guys. I'm Joe. And I'm Sarah. And you guys are listening to Code 187. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.